there's just so much uncertainty with what this year is even going to look like. People want to downsize their packages. People want to cancel altogether. People want to reschedule. And um, so we're trying to field all those as they come. We don't even know when weddings are going to be allowed to happen anymore. So we don't really have a lot of control over that. Um, but we can control how we communicate with our clients, how we conduct ourselves, and how much we're willing to bend to adapt to the current situation. Welcome to the Archipelago Photography Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is brought to you by Archipelago Presets, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collection of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we're offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to redeem this special offer. At the time of this podcast recording, we find ourselves in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic that is affecting each and every one of us, both personally and from a business perspective. I took some time to chat with Garrett Ward about it all. Garrett is a New England wedding photographer and the creator of thefrugalphoto.com, a personal finance blog for photographers dedicated to sharing financial literacy and helping photographers plan for their future. Now more than ever, these principles are important, and Garrett shares some great insight into how we as photographers can weather this economic downturn we find ourselves in, and how to prepare for the next one. We also dive into how photographers can be proactive with clients, to find positive ways to handle rescheduled events and cancellations, and some of the realities of what we can expect for the industry for the foreseeable future. It's a jam-packed episode full of great information, so let's dive right in. Hey, Garrett. How you doing? Hey, Sean. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. And thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast today. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, listen, folks at home uh, might not know who you are, so I'm wondering right off the top if you want to just jump in and, and just give us a little rundown who you are, what you do, that sort of thing. Yeah, so uh, I'm Garrett Ward of Garrett Ward Photography. I'm a New England wedding photographer based out of Columbia, Connecticut where I live with my wife, Ashley, and our two-year-old son and our dog. Um, I've been shooting weddings for about eight years now. And um, I just recently launched a new blog, thefrugalphoto.com, which is uh, a new blog that I launched to bring financial independence and education to the photography community, um, who, as you know, is in a, an especially difficult spot right now with, right, right. with everything going on with COVID-19 and uh, events and weddings being rescheduled and canceled and, uh, all that. Um, so this was actually something that I was working on before the pandemic hit because personal finance is, is a passion of mine. Um, but with everything going on right now, I just, I had to go live with it and and start getting some content out there because I think, I think, and I, I hope that people will really get some, some value in it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, uh, timing wise, you're right. It, it could, it could be a better time to, to sort of get that information out to people. Cause uh, I know 
uh, well, I mean, I guess let's just talk about it right now. As we're recording this podcast, we're right in the middle of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So, you know, it's affecting all of us uh, personally and, and financially from, from a business perspective. Photographers, like so many other industries, are just getting hammered, right? Uh, um, so, yeah, time-wise, time uh, for sure, it's, it's, uh, it's really relevant. Um, I mean, it's a huge topic, right, uh, when we talk about uh, COVID-19 and, and the impacts. But um, first thing I'd maybe like to talk about with you is, is just personally, like, as, as a wedding photographer, uh, how, how is that affecting you and, and what you're doing? Um, so, yeah, I, I do about 10 weddings a year. Um, <clears throat> I get about half of my income from, from weddings, um, and I, I'm starting to get a lot of rescheduling. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And, and I have a, a lot of weddings later in the year that are, they're trying to hold on. They don't want to reschedule just yet, but it, yeah. there's just so much uncertainty with what this year is even going to look like. Yeah. Um, so I've had people want to downsize their packages. People want to cancel altogether. People want to reschedule. And, um, so we're trying to field all those as they come. Yeah, for sure. And, and let's talk a little bit about that. So, I mean, everyone's kind of up in the air. They're not sure what to do. How are you, you know, how are you communicating with your clients about all this? Um, so the way I'm looking at it is there's, there's all this uncertainty there. We don't even know when weddings are going to be allowed to happen anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm in Connecticut and they, they have May 20th is, is phase one of reopening. And they're, they're saying there's going to be, uh, four weeks or so in between the phases if, if everything goes well. And I think they're saying weddings may not happen until phase three or phase four. Um, so we don't really have a lot of control over that when, when big weddings will happen anymore. Um, but we can control how we communicate with our clients, how we conduct ourselves and, how much we're willing to bend to adapt to the current situation. So I, I, I think that we're going to see a lot more elopements, a lot more smaller. um, They're saying 50 people limit, but that even includes all the vendors that are working the wedding. So probably going to see 30 guests at a wedding for the foreseeable future, at least. Yeah. Um, So, so I'm approaching this, um, I sent an email out to all my wedding clients before the lockdowns even happened. As we could see this storm coming, yeah. uh, I sent an email out to everyone saying, Hey, look, this, this is out on the horizon. We can see it coming our way. We don't really know what's going to happen. We don't know how bad it's going to get, but I'm aware of it. Um, I'm getting the updates and we're, we're healthy. We're home. This is what we're, we're doing. And I just want you guys to know that, I'm thinking about you all the time and, and I'm here for you if you want to make any changes. Um, if you do, just let me know and we can make those changes together. And uh, I think that helped bring some stress level down. They know that we're on a team together. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, I've, I had a couple reschedules after that, uh, which was no problem because it was very early on. And then um, I sent out a, a second email three or four weeks into the lockdowns and it was kind of reiterating the same thing in the first email. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about you. Um, I'm obviously aware of the situation. We're home, we're healthy. Um, what are you guys thinking? Even, even my weddings that are 
in December, I, I still sent them just, just to let them know, yeah. um, just that, that I'm thinking of them. And, and the second email, I actually added some options of, even if they weren't thinking of rescheduling yet, I want them to know that I'm thinking ahead of your wedding might not be the same. Here are some options for you that I'm already thinking. If there's something else you're thinking, let me know. We could talk about that too. Yeah. Um, but a 50 person wedding, you might not need a second shooter. Uh, a lot of my packages are eight hours, 10 hours with two shooters. Right. I was like, Hey, look, um, I can take this amount off and we can get rid of the second shooter. Obviously you guys might be hurting financially just like we are. So yeah. if you want to save a little bit of money and, and eliminate the, the second shooter, we could do that. If you have to cut some hours back, we can, we could talk about that. Um, so I, I've been trying to be as flexible as possible. And, um, if they reschedule, I just want them to know that to work with me, find out my availability before they, they set something in stone to make sure that, that I'm still available for their new date. Do you, do you find the response has been good? Like, have you pretty well heard from most of your clients or, or... I've had, I've had excellent responses from these emails, Great. um, really, really positive feedback and, um, and the way that it was worded and, and being out in, in front of it, I think they, it helped eliminate a lot of the stress and a lot of the unknown instead of letting them sit out there and floundering and yeah. not really knowing what's going on. Well, and, and also just it. not knowing what to do, right? Like just giving them right. options, like you said, like here, here are some options that maybe that they didn't think of or they didn't consider, but. Uh, right, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Have you, have you had to deal with any like straight out cancellations so far? I haven't had any cancellations yet. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I think, uh, I think getting out ahead of this and sending these, these emails helped, helped with that yeah. and got them thinking more like we're on a, on the same team together. Yeah. I mean, really they, they hired us because they've seen our work and they want us to shoot their wedding. Yeah. And it's not like their wedding is going to be it's not like they're not going to have a wedding. It, mm -hmm. it might get rescheduled. They'll still end up getting married at some point. Right. They still want our, our pictures of them. They're going to want those memories. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're, if you're flexible and you're, you're responsive to them, um, I think you can reduce the number of cancellations, uh, depending on how you, how you approach it. Yeah, for sure. And I think in terms of vendors, like I could see, you know, maybe I'm biased, but <laughs> I, I, I think photographers probably are going to be a high priority when people are rethinking their weddings, whether it means, you know, a smaller wedding or an elopement uh, or that sort of thing. You know, I, you know, maybe the caterer or the DJ or the, the venue can change, but they're still going to want pictures, you know? Right. So, and they picked you initially yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think that reason has changed. Yeah. So... Uh, I think as long as you do the right things and, and treat them the right way that I don't just don't give them a reason to, yeah. to change that. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about, so I asked you about cancellations and, and, and you're, you're fortunate so far you, you, you haven't had any, which is, uh, this is great. Um, but I've seen this, I mean, and you have too online, like we've seen it in the Facebook groups and, and discussions online. Like, what do I do? I've got couples that are wanting to cancel. Do I give them the retainer? feedback like what, right. what's what's your thoughts on that like uh you know i and i know it's a tricky one right like some people 
you know, I say, no, stick to your guns, retainer's retainer. And, and that's, right. that's your money. And, but, uh, what's, what's your perspective on that? There's a, there's obviously a big debate over that. Yeah. And, um, I think it's, it's a highly personal decision. Um, I'll just say that it, the legal position is not always the best business decision. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, just because you, and, and I don't even know if, it, if you can legally, if you legally have a leg to stand on to keep it if it's if it's during the lockdown um i i have personally made the decision that i would return the retainers if if any of my couples decided to cancel yeah uh, but that's just me i know i, I totally understand i see it both ways um sure, but i I've, yeah. I've just made that that personal decision yeah well i mean the the downside of not returning uh a retainer fee of course is you know a bad you're leaving a bad taste and you're you know it's as we all know uh, you know one one negative review is is going to go a lot further than than 100 positive reviews uh when, when you're talking right. about uh, a small business right so right and if you've seen any any posts in uh any groups that are there's some groups of brides that are you know COVID 19 brides and there's a lot of very upset brides who are at their wits end and yeah I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a lot of small claims lawsuits yep. coming out of this based on the way vendors have treated people. And yep. I'm going to do everything in my power not to see the inside of a courtroom at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Um, it, it could be a lot more trouble than it's, that it's worth trying to hold on to the a few hundred bucks, right? right? So. I think it might be a, a worthy investment to, to keep a good reputation yeah. and, and keep your clients in a good, in your good graces. Yeah. Um, or to stay in their good graces. Yeah, for sure. And and like you said, I mean, it, it's tough, right? Like we're all hurting. We're all, you know, going to be losing a, a ton of money if, if we're giving back retainer fees and if we're, if we're not shooting anything this year in particular. I mean, you know, all those weddings are moving to next year. That that means that's another client next year we're not going to get, you know. So it's it's a tough situation right. for us to be in uh, financially. But, uh, yeah, it's it's good to have that, that long-term vision of what's what's the best way to to deal with this for sure and, right uh, so right now i think i think financially it's gonna we're gonna take a hit this year yeah um and and maybe next year even um trying to make up the losses but if yeah. we keep everyone uh we keep our maintain our good relationships and and reputations we can book more weddings next year to try to make up some of those losses yeah 100 percent um Speaking of next year, so you you posted something online that really uh, resonated with me, and I'm gonna, I'm going to read the quote here. So uh, this is a quote from Nelson Jackson, and it's I do not believe you can do today's job with yesterday's methods and be in business tomorrow. So I love it. I mean, it's it's fantastic, right? So you you brought that up on in a topic, and and you're talking about you know what are as wedding photographers, you know, what precautions maybe we should be taking, um, you know, to minimize risks and, and how, you know, maybe weddings are going to change. I think we touched on this a little bit, but do you want to dive into that a little bit and maybe share some thoughts on that? Sure. Um, yeah, I found that quote and I just, it stuck with me. So I had to share it. And especially with the situation we're in right now, I mean, the, the weddings that we were hired to shoot, a lot of times you, you book a year out, maybe two years out, when we were booked last year for these weddings this year, the, these aren't these weddings aren't happening anymore. Yeah. We were hired to shoot 150 person, 300 person weddings. Those aren't happening. Yeah. Um, 
And until we see some improvement on the medical side of things, those are not very likely to happen for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to start the conversation, which it seemed like this was one of the, the pieces of the conversation that was missing. There was a lot of talk about uh, retainers. There was a lot of talk about um, some other things, but but what it was, what's it actually going to look like when we go and shoot these weddings? Yeah. Are we going to have to wear masks? Are we? So um, some people responded. They're going to bring hand sanitizer, things like that. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot more elopement sized weddings where there's a couple dozen people instead of, you know, 150. Um, so maybe our packages that we currently offer don't even fit yeah. with something like that. So maybe we have to retweak um, what what we even offer. So I right. I currently offer um, my most common package is eight hours. I right. offer ten hours, and my my smallest wedding package currently is is five hours. But a lot of these, even five hours, might be too much. Right. So I just a couple of days ago I I downsized a wedding that I had booked from ten hours down to three hours. Right. So that's, I mean, it's a financial hit, but, um, but I'm happy to do it because it's, that's what the couple wants and I'm putting their best interest first and that's all they really needed. So, um, and, and they're thrilled about it because they're still getting the photographer that they wanted and, um, and we're going to make the best of, of those three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, 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 I like the small, the small gigs like that. I I find those, I mean, I, I don't, the area that I work in, I don't, I don't shoot a ton of the people don't elope here, so it's not a thing, but uh, yeah. anytime I get a wedding where there's, you know, like five or 10 people, I just, I love the vibe. It's, it's so intimate and, and, uh, and there tend to be much smaller days. Like you said, you know, like three hours is, is plenty. Um, yeah, it's financially, it's, it's tough, but, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, there's something special and unique about them for sure. Um, Let's talk about, uh, what's your backup plan? So, so of course, I mean, you know, worst case scenario as a photographer, you yourself, you get sick, you know, like what's, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts around that? Like, what what are you going to do in the situation where all of a sudden the wedding's happening, but you can't shoot it because you're, you know, quarantined or or something, right? Yeah, that's a tough one. Cause I mean, you could, you could get sick or you could have to quarantine for, you know, if you get it, I think you have to stay quarantined for 14 days right. or a certain period of time after symptoms are gone yeah. or, or after your last uh, negative test. Yeah. Um, so I think if in that case, I'll, I'll be communicating with my clients a, as early as I can. Um, and I'll be looking for an associate shooter to send in my place. Um, and if, if that's not possible, if that's not something they want to do, then, then we'll have to try to figure something else out. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are tough situations because of course you don't have that typically the timeline of, of months to, to plan and you're dealing with more short-term changes and plans. Um, right. Yeah. It's, it's tough for sure. I think in, in this, I think in this case, clients are going to be more understanding and receptive if that, if that happens. Yeah more so than a normal wedding season. If you just came down with a cold, right. <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot more emotion in this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've, uh, personally, I've, I've actually started a conversation with, uh, I, 
I belong to a referral group of local photographers, and and so we've you know we've had that conversation, uh, and and hopefully there's enough of us that'll be working and healthy that you know should the need arise that we can kind of cover one another if worst case scenario one of us is sick. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um. So. So also just to yeah. just to keep going back on that. Um, yeah we're going to have to be wearing masks for the foreseeable future at, while we're shooting. Right. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, some people were talking about gloves, but I don't think gloves are as useful as they seem to be because you, you no. touch things while you're wearing the gloves and then you touch your face and then you, yeah. you know, touch your phone, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think we'll be wearing gloves, but, um, I don't know if you've ever tried shooting with a mask on yet. No, <laughs> I haven't. I mean, I've, I've been I've been out in public, and uh, actually, I was out today. I had I kind of had to do a, a a grocery run today, and and you know, wearing a mask, and uh, it it sucks. Like I, you know, I kind of felt hot and lightheaded, and yeah, you know, breathing my own hot breath under the mask. I, I you know, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't work in the medical field, but I, you know, I, I yeah, it's 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 not fun. I've I've gotten used to wearing the mask and that's okay. Yeah. But if you, if you shoot a DSLR and you are shooting with a mask on, your viewfinder will fog up. Right. Right. So, um, I just discovered a solution for that a couple nights ago. And it's, it's a solution that I heard of to, to prevent glasses from fogging up. Yeah. And you, you take, <clears throat> if you, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Um, if you take water and and dish detergent, you make a little solution of soapy water and you take a Q-tip and dip it in the soapy water and put a light film of soapy water on your your viewfinder and let it let it drip dry. Don't don't pat it dry or anything. Just just a little bit. The soapy water will prevent it from from fogging up. Interesting. So I, I wonder you know, you got me thinking too, like I, I used to play hockey and I used to put this, this spray on to the visor that would do the same thing. I wonder if that, uh, I should, I should try all that out and see if that makes, yeah. that makes a difference. Probably same principle, it's, right? Right. It's gotta be, it, yeah. it's definitely something to try out before you go to your first wedding <laughs> wearing yeah. a mask because that will get frustrating. Yeah. Unless you shoot in live view. I mean, maybe. Right. <laughs> then you're or okay. if you, yeah, if you, uh, if you shoot a mirrorless, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, geez, we could talk about this all day, but I, I, I do want to dive into you. So you, you put together a really amazing blog uh, for the frugalphoto.com site. Um, and, and I kind of want to talk about that because a lot of, you know, the, the biggest struggle we're all having right now is is hopefully not, you know, health-wise, but more financially. Like the majority of us, that's the issue right now is is we're hurting financially. And, right. Um, and uh, so you put together a really amazing uh, blog post just about financial principles and helping us get through it and and how to you know be prepared. So do you want to you want to maybe you know uh, give us sort of the Coles Notes version of of uh, what your blog's about? Sure. Um, so just like with photography, where you start with the basics, you learn you know aperture, shutter speed, ISO to create a beautiful image. The same goes for personal finance and. Um, a lot of us know the basics of income, expenses, saving more than you make, uh, the value of your assets. Maybe you know a little bit about investing or tax advantage accounts, but do you know how to leverage all of those things 
at your disposal and put a plan together to make a strong financial picture and and to help get prepared for for the unknown um, to build uh, a better future for yourself to build a stronger business with a strong balance sheet um, so I wrote this blog post and and even if we do everything perfect these kinds of downturns is you know the market crashes the this is not going to be the last financial crisis that we experience mm -hmm. in our lifetime. No, there these are pretty cyclical things. There's there's usually a downturn. Uh, I think it's every eight years or something like that. Yeah. Um, but there's things that we can do to prepare, and it's still going to hurt. But but we can be prepared. Right. Uh, we can kind of put a blanket around us for the cold. Yeah. What are what are some of the what are some of the main points you you or you know, so some of the advice I guess you would give to people in terms of making those preparations. So I would say getting on a written budget is is the first thing that you should do, um, and and doing a written budget every month so you know exactly how much money is coming in and exactly where where every dollar is going. Uh, it's it can be tedious and frustrating, and the first time you do it, it's going to feel like a, a punch in the gut. I remember the first time my wife and I sat down and did a monthly budget and we added all the numbers up and we were in the red. Yep. We're like, how are we, how are we living like this? And <laughs> it sounds familiar. <laughs> like we've just been living with our head in the sand and yeah. like, there's no way we could get ahead if this is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so actually writing it out and, and looking at it and seeing, then you can go through it with a fine tooth comb and, and pick out things that you don't need. Uh, Cause there's, there's, two parts of the equation. There's the income side, but there's also the expenses side. Yeah. Um, and especially in a, in a crisis like this, you want to try to eliminate as many unnecessary expenses as, as you can. Um, do you really need uh, three different streaming services or maybe you could share, <laughs> maybe you could share Netflix with your, your brother or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so that would be first and foremost, getting on a budget, trying to cut back expenses, reducing, reducing those expenses as, as much as possible. And, and once you get there, you want to try to save as much cash as possible, pile up as much cash as you can to try to weather this storm. Um, I know a lot of people, especially in our industry are, are in, in our state alone, I don't know about other states or in Canada, but there's um, unemployment insurance now that today actually was the first day that it was finally launched in the state. So I'm seeing people are, are finally getting on that, which is great Yeah. because then they can start getting some more income in and they can list that on their budget instead of looking at a big goose egg on one side and all the expenses on the other side. And uh, that's very stressful. Yeah. So hopefully this uh, getting self-employed unemployment is, is going to be helpful for that. Yeah. Um, and, at the same time, you can you could also be applying for jobs just to be a bridge to get to the other side because there are still essential businesses that are that are still employing people. Um, like grocery stores, there's a big need for people at grocery stores. Uh, there's a lot of Amazon jobs open. Yeah. Um, and we can get creative too. We could we can go back to past clients. We can we can offer prints. We can offer. Um, we could offer albums, things like that. We we can get creative. I mean, that's that's kind of part of our job, right? Right. So, 
you could sell things around your house. You could uh, you could sell used gear that you don't you could sell old gear that you don't use anymore uh, or you don't use as much. And uh, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, as creatives, we I'm going to generalize, but most of us probably aren't the best at, you know, business, the business end of things. Um, that's why we're creatives. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's important, right? I, I mean, I, I know I've, I've been there as well, too. Um, but there's there's some pretty cool apps. So there, there might be some people that, um, you know, the idea of, of sitting down and doing a, a written monthly budget might be daunting. But there's, there's actually some pretty cool apps you can get that you can... Uh, set up to track your your expenses and you can you can set up budgets and whatnot and it'll tell you month to month and give you warnings uh you know if you're going to go over your budget on groceries or entertainment and that sort of thing right so yeah definitely and there's yeah. there's actually some that you can connect to your uh your bank account yeah. so it'll track it exactly yeah. as, as what's in your account yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah i know so, um, and go ahead yeah and uh and and you're right about the as creatives, a lot of us started this business as, you know, we started doing photography as a hobby. It becomes an expensive hobby and we start to learn the business of it instead yeah. of the other way around. We didn't all know the business side of it and think, oh, I could do photography as this business. It was <laughs> starting as the, the hobby and, and creating the business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, if everybody, if anybody ever asked me, what's, what's the one thing you wish you had learned? you know, early on and a hundred percent, I always say business, like just learn the business side of it. Cause that's, what's going to, you know, make you either sink or swim, right. It's, is getting a, getting a handle on that. So. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, in terms of creativity stuff, like there's, there's so many ways, like I had a, a recent podcast guest, um, and we talked about how, um, uh, he, he's uh, Daniel from Pixel, who's smart albums. And uh, he talked about one photographer who literally um, made like digital, um, he designed albums for all his past weddings. And then he just emailed them up and like, hey, here's here's the online virtual proof of the album. Do you want one? Like it's done. It's already done. And he made a killing. Like he made a ton of money. And, you know, with software like that, you know, you can design an album in 20 minutes. It's super simple. Um, and you know, that's, so that's, that's, uh, there's so many ways we can, we can, uh, be, be finding, um, income if, even if we're not shooting. So print sales, album sales, that kind of thing, education, right. there's, there's tons of venues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, what about, um, you talked a little bit about loans, right. Uh, and, uh, in this article as well too, I think, uh, Talk about SBA loans a little bit. Yeah, so there there are some options uh, available with the the latest bill that was passed, the the CARES Act. Yeah. And um, in with, the states, in for my, anybody listening, in the states, <laughs> yes. Um, so, our with these financial principles um, and the the decisions that we've made in our life, we have completely gone debt free. And, uh, and we personally don't take out any loans for anything. We pay cash for all of our gear. We don't use credit cards or anything like that. Um, and with these SBA loans, I would just caution anyone that is going to take them out there. A lot of people think that they're forgivable and I would just say, prepare to pay them all back if you take them out and, yeah. and 
and hope that they're forgivable. But if you take it out thinking it's forgivable and then it's not, I just don't want you to be left holding the bags because it wouldn't be the first time the government said that it was going to be forgivable and then it wasn't. Right. So you got to plan for the worst and hope for the best instead of hoping for the best and not planning for the worst. Yeah. Excellent. So you just want to, you want to avoid taking unnecessary risk, digging yourself deeper in the hole and then really struggling to get back, back out when we get to the other side. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, that's solid advice. I think that's a good way to end it too. Um, again, like I said, we could, we could talk about this all night. Uh, it's such a a huge topic. Um, but, uh, Garrett, listen, uh, I really appreciate you, uh, taking the time and, uh, and chatting with us about this, uh, this, this, uh, this thing we're going through right? and uh i'll uh, definitely be adding uh links to your blog the frugalphoto.com in the show notes so people can check that out and uh yeah so thanks i hope i uh, hope you get through this as well and actually i guess i should say too uh, you you got uh, you made a new announcement uh, just recently right uh i did yes we announced last night that we have uh, a new member of the family joining us in october so yeah. uh we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, well, congratulations. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll share that with the world now. So uh, that's Thank that's, you so much. Very exciting. And I uh, wish you best of luck. So thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sean. All right, appreciate cheers, it. Garrett. Yeah, bye. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Garrett Ward or the Frugal Photo Blog, please check out the links in the show notes. And of course, please subscribe and let us know what you love about the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes. Your reviews help others discover our show, and so we appreciate each and every one. Thanks once again. Until next time.